1: On the Chicago Bears Review! Sunday, the Bears had a chance to get their first NFC North win of 2017, get their first win in Minnesota since 2011, and end the John Fox era on a positive note by beating the Minnesota Vikings. Did any of those things happen, or did the Bears go quietly again? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 17 Review episode of The Chicago Bears Review! Not only did none of those things happen, but uh, it pretty much went as bad as you would hope, th- or not hope, but think that it would uh, against the team heading into a bye week and uh, 13-3 season. The best defense in football this year uh, against uh, one of the worst offenses uh, in the league, if not the worst um uh in football so i mean what's going on everybody (laughs) larity back the week 17 review episode of the chicago bears review and we made it to the finish line 5 and 11 as we cross uh 4 and 0 against the afc north so we are this year's afc north uh, division champions uh too bad we're an nfc team um 1 and 11 against the nfc our lone victory coming in the uh In the Eddie Jackson game uh, against the Carolina Panthers in week number seven. Uh, 0-6 in our own division. Uh, We were 0-6, 2-4, and 1-5 in the three years uh, that John Fox has been our head coach. Oh, by the way, uh, the Bears fired John Fox this morning. So they finally made that official. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm going to try to wrap this up as soon as I can because the official press conference... Uh, for the, I guess, the year in review address uh, for uh, Ryan Pace is at 3 o'clock this afternoon. It's 5 after 2, so I'm going to try to get this bad boy wrapped up so I can uh, check that out. Um, But uh, nonetheless, despite it all, Happy New Year, everybody. January first, 2018, a new beginning uh, for the Bears started this morning when they uh, made it official that John Fox was being relieved of his duties as head coach. Uh, I assume that everybody is following him out the door, even regretfully, probably Vic Fangio. Although lately, um, like in the last few days or so, there have been rumors that Fangio might get a look uh, as head coach. I mean, I think maybe at, at least an interview uh, would be um, fair, I guess, for Fangio, considering that, uh, you know, we were a scrappy, competitive, talented team, or, you know, a scrappy, competitive team and. 2015 with, you know, little to no talent, but it was it was all like guts and glory in 2015. And then 2016, it was ravaged by injuries. And then 2017, um, you know, a a, a, better, a more solid unit, dominant in the first half of the season. And then in the second half, I don't know if, if teams kind of figured us out or whatever the situation was. But, uh, you know, it's still the strongest unit. The Bears actually played pretty well on defense um yesterday it's just that we got no help uh from the offense it was one of those kind of games where eventually um the offense or excuse me the defense is going to break because the offense is keeping them out there uh the the vikings dominated time of possession um they were five seconds short of 36 minutes uh leaving the bears with 24 so it was like 35-55 to 24-05 in time of possession yesterday. The Bears were 1 of 12 or 1 of 12, one of 13 on third down yesterday. We only had 12 first downs for the entire football game, uh, 30 yards rushing. Uh, Tariq Cohen was our leading rusher with 13 yards on three carries yesterday. Jordan Howard had nine carries, nine carries for nine yards yesterday. He had a long of four, which means there were a lot of you know, zero to, you know, tackles for loss uh when Jordan Howard had the football uh yesterday. Trubisky, on the other hand, uh ended the season on a mistake free note. No interceptions. Uh the only real mistake that he made um was uh trying to get rid of the football when he was when the Vikings had him dead to rights for a safety uh in the second quarter. I mean the result of the play was the same. Uh it's just that with him throwing the ball out like that he could have caused the the Vikings to, you know, possibly pick it off or, you know, score a touchdown and make it worse. Uh, but uh, aside from that, pretty much the only mistake um, Trubisky made yesterday, I, I can't recall a moment where he came close to throwing an interception or anything like that. Um, you know, he only finished, I think, with like 170 yards passing uh, yesterday. But the more important thing is no interception. So he didn't end it on a. Matt Barkley note where he threw like four or five picks to wrap up the season last year in Minnesota. He was virtually mistake free, only sacked once, um, but was under pressure a lot. So, I mean, the offensive line, 30 yards rushing for the game, you know, for the whole team, 30 yards rushing, whereas uh, Trubisky had 44 by himself last week against the Browns. So, you know, not a good way to go out. And if you guys remember on the preview episode, I said if the Bears want to have any kind of chance at beating the Vikings, I mean, I know it's a patchwork offensive line, but they got to step up and do their job. And for the most part, they did not. Thirty yards rushing, it just it wasn't good. So um, anyway, it was uh, you know not that entertaining of a football game uh, because the the Bears just didn't look good. You know, they did not go out on a high note. It wasn't an ultra competitive game. The defense did their part. I will say that, the defense did their part. Uh, Case Keenum never really got into a rhythm uh, throwing the football. It was kind of something that was done in spurts. Like he would have a good drive, and then it would be a couple of drives where you know the Bears defense wouldn't allow anything, and then maybe another good drive later, and that sort of thing. It wasn't where he just came out and he was mowing the Bears down left and right and and throwing it all over the place. So. Um, you know, the defense uh, did its job, the only thing they fell short on, uh, on Sunday was that, uh, they didn't force a turnover to, you know, try to help tip the scales, uh, back in the bears, uh, favor on Sunday. So, uh, n- you know, no, uh, no turnovers to try to give the, the ball back to the offense, maybe give them good field position. Cause I was just reading the recap of the game, uh, on ESPN and it said the bears didn't cross into Viking territory until the third quarter. So I don't know how deep into the third quarter we were, but when you're not crossing into enemy territory until after the first half is over, that doesn't speak well uh, for your offense. So anyway, let's go ahead and dive into these uh, knee-jerk reactions. And, uh, you know, the thing about the game was that um, despite how well the Vikings were playing and how poorly the Bears were at times, especially on offense— by the end of the first half, we were only down by nine points, so it even it kind of gave you a glimmer of hope that maybe the Bears might steal this thing if the Vikings try to phone in uh, the second half. But um, nonetheless, in the first quarter, the Bears, you know, were being the Bears, making mistakes, making penalties, and not looking sharp, and the Vikings coming out right out of the gates and putting one on the board.
2: Major <laughs> reaction in the first quarter, of the Bears and the Vikings, and it went by quite quick. Uh, but the Bears are down 7 nothing, and uh, they're doing very Chicago Bear-type things. Like uh, in the, the first offensive drive from Minnesota, they gave up a uh, 15-yard uh, roughing the passer penalty on, uh, on what was supposed to be third and long. They go 15, 15 yards on Eddie Goldman to extend the drive, and they ran the ball six plays out of seven and uh, put the ball in the end zone to go up 7 nothing. Um, you know, the, <laughs> the Bears are running the fullback on third and one when there's eight guys in the box. That's still Loggins all over the place for you right there. And, um, you know, we also gave up a 27-yard 20, um, pass interference penalty. Uh, during the last drive, but thankfully that one stalled out, and then the Bears got the ball back. So um, it's only seven nothing right now. So it's not the Bears; it's not out of reach by any stretch. Uh, but the way that the Bears are, are, you know, one step forward, two steps back, it's you know, looks like uh, you know any progress that the, the Vikings make will will go a long way towards uh, you know putting an end to this one. So uh, the Bears need to clean it up and uh, start making some positive plays on their own if they want to make a run at this
1: thing. I think one step forward, two steps back would imperf- would perfectly encapsulate how the first quarter uh went for the bears, you know, the, the, any any progress that they made uh which has been the tail of the tape for a long time. I mean, not just this season, pretty much as long as Fox has been the head coach, any progress made was somehow nullified by a penalty. You know, the Bears, the, the Eddie Goldman penalty, if not for that, it would have been third and long uh, for Minnesota. Instead, they, they you know, it was first and 10. They got a 15-yard penalty on, on Eddie Goldman, and, uh, you know, that helped push the drive forward and, and get him into, uh, into the end zone. Uh, thankfully, the first Bryce Callahan pass interference penalty, uh, it extended the drive, but it did not help the Vikings score any points. It, it gave them 27 yards they didn't earn, But, uh, you know, they uh, it was it it didn't do anything else uh, for that. But in the second quarter, uh, the Bears found a way to get themselves on the board. And at the very least, you kind of hear this little spark of optimism in my voice at the end of the reaction, just because the Bears have not played well, but they're only down nine.
2: A jerk reaction of the Bears and the Vikings after the second quarter. And, uh, well, we got some points on the board, did it in an uh, unconventional way for the. The second time this year, the Bears pulled a fast one on the Vikings on special teams. Uh, Week five on Monday night, it was a touchdown pass from Pat O'Donnell. This time, the Bears pulled that return switcheroo that we did years ago with Johnny Knox and Devin Hester, where everyone thought Hester was going to get the ball. Knox catches it and runs it in for a touchdown untouched. This time, it was everyone thought Tariq Cohen was going to catch the ball, and it was Bryce Callahan uh, who caught the ball. Ran in untouched, uncontested uh, for the Bears' only touchdown. So it's uh, it was 14 to seven. Uh, the Bears have been. Horrendous on offense today. Jordan Howard negative one yard rushing. We have one yard total uh, running the football today. I think we have less than 50 yards of total offense uh, so far. So it's not a surprise at all that the Bears haven't mustered any points other than the ones that we had to trick into Minnesota into giving us uh, on that uh, you know juke out punt return. So uh, the Vikings on the other hand are pretty much doing whatever they want. Uh, but the Bears defense being the best unit that we do have, uh, are doing their best to, uh, limit that as much as humanly possible. So, uh, the, the, main discouraging thing is the fact that we just can't stop with the penalties. Uh, Bryce Callahan, before he made up for it with the punt return was, uh, he had two defense, two two pass interference penalties that uh you know against the against the bears and uh the second one led to the second touchdown that put him up fourteen to nothing so um you know, it's been a sloppy game uh, filled with penalties and mistakes and terrible play on, on offense. Uh, the the terrible play and the mistakes have mostly been on the defensive side. Um, you know, the penalties and, and everything. It's just been a mess. So right now it's 16-7. to 7. I feel like we are fortunate for it. only be 16 to 7 and uh you know we'll see if the the Vikings are phoning in the second half or if they're coming out to play and then what the Bears have left in the last 30 minutes of the John Fox era
1: you hate to sound optimistic about that kind of thing like oh there's only 30 minutes left in the John Fox era and it's I feel like John Fox is going to be the Jay Cutler coach where all the best intentions you know were there uh moves were made to try to help the guy out but it just the the guy's tenure in chicago was marred with um not penalties well it was marred with penalties but marred with injuries you know i mean just look at our injury list now and imagine what kind of team we could have had if we still had most of those guys if we still had cameron meredith if kevin white had been able to use this season to develop so we can figure out what we have there if leonard floyd had played the majority of the second half uh of the season if we had willie young for the whole year we lost him against detroit something maybe we had him we lost him for most of the season if jerrell freeman doesn't get injured then suspended if uh we have quentin demps do we still get that you know does he play as well as adrian amos did um you know i mean so many names how long for god's sake if he had been healthy Uh, all season long Uh, it just it just the list goes on and on and on about the what ifs and it was the same thing in 2015 we got hit with injuries last year we had half a dozen we had you know more than a dozen guys uh if not more uh on injured reserve you know by the end of the year last year it's it's one of those things where it's like you know with with jay cutler we there was all the intentions were there for him to be a franchise quarterback and the guy is talented there's no doubt about that, it just never came together for him. And the one year that we got an offensive coach that put together an offense that Cutler could succeed with was the year that we had the worst defense in pro football. You know, we went eight and eight with the worst defense in the NFL uh, that year in 2013, Tressman's first year. Imagine if we'd have had the 2012 defense that was a top five unit, and that offense in 2013, we'd have won the freaking Super Bowl. It would have been. It would have been a massacre, you know, with that defense and its opportunistic, you know, ways of creating turnovers and creating points on turnovers. They set an NFL record for the amount of defensive touchdowns in a season that year, guys, and put that with the 2013 offense where we're just rattling off the points, you know, one game after another, um, you know, we'd have been unstoppable in 2013, but it didn't work out that way. And, um, you know, that's kind of how it was for John Fox. We knew this was a rebuilding project, so year one we weren't expecting much, but we got more than we bargained for. Number one, we won, even though it was just one, but we won more games than we did with Tressman in 2014. In 2014, we arguably had a better roster. But in 2015, we had, you know, didn't have quite as talented a roster, but, man, these guys were fighters. They fought until the very end. I mean, you go back and you listen to our Week 3 matchup against Seattle. We got shut out in that game. But I was raving about the defense and their effort, the fact that we sacked Russell Wilson four times in that game, the way we just kept coming after Seattle. I was like, dude, we might have something here. Then a week later, we beat the Raiders. A week after that, we beat the Chiefs, and you know that kind of thing. And it's just like you know we we kept going and attacking uh, in twenty fifteen. You just had so so much to be hopeful for in twenty sixteen, and that just did not work out. 2016 was, was was a horrible year, and then this year was was more the same. Only it just went from like bad luck in 2015 with some of the injuries and the fact that we didn't quite have the guys that we needed in 2015 to all of a sudden we just look incompetent, especially on offense. You know, Dole Loggins being the being the the I mean that may actually have been John Fox's downfall was hiring Loggins instead of going out and getting somebody established uh, in the league uh to be the offensive coordinator because the offense has been a disaster the last two seasons uh with Loggins as the uh as the play caller it's just been awful and then you know all the rumors this year s- swirling around that uh you know fox was basically holstering uh trubisky uh you know as the you uh, just giving him like just little, little tiny bits more and more as the season went along instead of uh you know trying to see what this kid is capable of and um, you know last last yesterday we threw the ball 36 times we only ran the ball like 14 15 times that's a recipe for disaster not success and so um, anyway I, I do kind of feel like John Fox was going to be the the Jay Cutler type coach where you know all the best intentions were there uh, God knows that John Fox had a good track record uh, coming into Chicago I was excited about him being hired uh, for the 2015 season and then it just never came together you know we 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 had optimism at the end of the 2015 season uh we were scrappy we were fighters and then 2016 we go out and get some players um we have a better roster than we had in 2015 but injuries and you know it just it just never materialized in 2017 was kind of the the cherry on top that it just never came together and now it's time to move on and start over again with another guy and um we'll talk later on this week who those guys are going to be um i have a candidate that that i like um especially and uh we'll see if the bears give him an interview uh if they can steal him away and um you know we'll talk about that later this week um still got a uh, a feeler out to to Jeff Dickerson to see if we can get him back on the show. Lauren Cox will definitely be joining us. He's already confirmed. He'll be on the show later on this week and that will be Thursday or Friday that will be putting out the um the year end review show later on uh this week. So anyway, on to the second half. Um more of the same uh, in the third quarter and uh, you know, but the Vikings uh, put another one on the board to make the uh, the lead that they had uh, virtually insurmountable.
2: Yeah. Knee-jerk reaction, the Bears and the Vikings after three quarters. The offense is doing absolutely nothing, aside from the play that ended the quarter. A nice throw from Trubisky, a better catch from Inman uh, to get us close to Vikings territory if we're not in Viking territory on that play. Uh, aside from that, um, Jordan Howard has like only has about eight or nine rushing attempts, but has even fewer yards than he has rushing attempts uh, so far. Um, we haven't turned the ball over. Knock on wood. Hopefully, I didn't just jinx us on that one. But um, you know, it's just that basically the Vikings are hanging on to the football. They're getting the first downs. They're hanging on to it. They just added another touchdown a few moments ago to make it 23 uh, to seven. You know, basically they're imposing their will on the Bears. Defensively, they are all over the Bears, suffocating us in the run game, you know, constantly in Trubisky's face in the passing game. Um, and then on offense, like I said, they're doing ball control, moving the chains uh, and whatnot. So it's uh, 23-7. The Bears have the ball, see if they can put on some final points uh, to wrap this thing up. But uh, otherwise, so it's uh, another 5-11
1: and season. <laughs> And so the fate would be five and eleven because fifteen minutes later, uh, the Bears had only added a field goal and uh, the Vikings continued to to impose their will defensively uh, on the Bears. Um, you know, spoiler alert. we had 11 plays from inside the 10 yard line in the fourth quarter and walked away with zero points because the Mike Nugent field goal that we added was a 55 yarder. Uh, here's the hoping that he's going to be our kicker next year because remember I was talking about it. Uh, during the Cincinnati game, is that, um, you know, we never really got a chance to know Cairo Santos, but, uh, you know, we had a year and a half uh, or more with um, Connor Barth, and it just seemed like every kick required such effort from that guy. And there's just something about the the mechanics or the fundamentals of the way Mike Nugent, uh, you know, his technique in kicking the football, it looks effortless. Like, all the guy has to do is make sure that it's straight, and he'll put it through. Otherwise, uh, you know, it, it's good to go. And and I just think that, um, you know, we could use some stability at the spot. Mike, it, Mike Nugent needs a new home. Why not? You know, why not? Unless the Bears are going to draft one uh, this year, which could be interesting. Who knows? But um, anyway, on to the fourth quarter. Uh, we finally put a, put a bow on the 2017 uh, season. Like I said, multiple shots from inside the 10-10. It resulted in zero points, and we threw the ball for the majority of it, didn't even think about running to try to mix it up. But uh, nonetheless, the Bears come away with nothing and end the season on a sour note yet again. Knee-jerk
2: reaction, the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Vikings. The final score, 23-10, to a 55-yard field goal from Mike Nugent. The final points the Bears put on the board. The only offensive points of the game, of course, our only other – touchdown, thanks to some trickery on special teams um, from our uh, special teams coordinator, Jeff Rogers, who will most likely be unemployed tomorrow. But uh, if he's not unemployed by the time he gets back to the locker room, they've been saying that Fox is fired, like, right now, that the game is over. He is no longer head coach of the Chicago Bears. But um... Nonetheless, you know, we had two shots at, at putting points on the board, uh, Fox and Loggins finally uh, putting on a pair of balls and going for it on fourth down, trying to score instead of kicking field goals like they normally would any other time of the year, um, and, you know, basically the Vikings' defense just not having no part of it, not allowing the Bears to get in the end zone or score points at all, we We're turned away twice inside the red zone on fourth down, coming away with nothing, and actually would argue inside the 10 yard line on both of those drives. We were inside the five on the last one, but nonetheless, that's why they're 13 and three. That's why we're 5 and 11, and that's why the season is over and we start the search for a brand new head coach. Uh, if all of the reports that have been coming out the last couple of days are correct, and quite frankly, why wouldn't they be? So, That's it for 2017. The Bears are 5-11. and We look forward to hopefully watching Trubisky and the Bears take that year-two jump that the rest of the league has got to watch the, the Rams and the Eagles enjoy with their rookie quarterbacks.
1: And that is the hope going into 2018, is that the Bears will be able to see the 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 progress the leap the you know the the move forward with year two of trubisky he's going to be the starter throughout the entire offseason he's going to take all the snaps and otas and which is going to be critical because he's going to be learning a brand new offensive system with a brand new head coach no matter who it is and uh you know whether it's uh you know a defensive guy that brings in the right offensive staff or uh, there's rumored Dave Tobe might get an interview. He's a special teams guy, obviously. Uh, or if it's one of those young offensive dynamos that keep getting connected to the Bears' job uh, going forward. And like I said, we'll talk about all the candidates with Lauren Cox on... Uh, uh, I th- I'm talking to him Wednesday. That show will be out on Thursday or Friday at the latest if we can get Jeff Dickerson on as well. But, um, you know, it's it's an interesting scenario that that hopefully... You know, hopefully that anyone who's going to be a free agent wide receiver this year, especially, or anyone who's a free agent, period, has seen enough of Trubisky to think, you know what, I want to play with that kid. Much like you heard uh, Alshon Jeffrey say that Carson Wentz was a big reason why he signed with the Eagles. And uh, now he's there to stay. He signed a four-year extension, uh, you know, not too long ago. He's uh, he's staying in Philadelphia. So, um, you know, hopefully, there's somebody out there who's going to be a free agent that uh, you know is is looking at Chicago as a target. Like, man, I I think I can really help this kid, and and, and I want to be there uh, when it happens. I, I think he's going to be something special. His teammates have nothing but great things to say about him. You have a guy like Josh Sitton, a veteran who's been playing for I don't know if he played. I think he played for Favre and Rod, definitely Rodgers, obviously. But this is a guy that 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 raved about. Trubisky and how he's uh going a long way in, into showing he's a leader. Uh he has a personality that guys in the locker room just respond to and uh you know it, it looks like we got a gem in in him in in making that move and hopefully that word gets spread and uh convinces some guys to take some chances on the Bears and and come to town and and help us uh you know help take some of the pressure off of Jordan Howard and help make Trubisky the special player we all hope that he can be and help him do it in year number two, uh, much like we've seen Goff and, and uh, Wentz do it in L.A. and, and Philadelphia, respectively, uh, this year. That would be awesome to be able to see the Bears do something like that, to go from the lowest of lows in 5-11 and 11 and 0-6 and in the division, 1-11 and 11 in the conference and everything, to be in a team that uh, surprises some people at the beginning of the year, but by the end of it, it's like, you know what? These guys are legit And uh, you need to watch out for them. So the NFC playoffs this year are going to be outstanding, I think. Um, It's just there's no easy win in the NFC at all this year. On the AFC, it's New England or it's Pittsburgh unless somebody comes out and and surprises uh, some people. On the NFC, arguments could be made across the board. Can the Eagles do it without Carson Wentz? You know, the, the the Vikings kind of look like the favorite at the moment. You can't discount Cam Newton and the Panthers. You can't discount Breeze and the Saints. The Rams have an awesome defense, and Jared Goff is playing well. You know, and the Falcons, the defending NFC champs, and they got back in uh, by winning their football game yesterday. I mean, it's going to be a rough go for anyone to get out of the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC uh, this year. And it's like I asked... Um, Uh, chris gates when i had him on the show the other day to ask him you know then the real question is when they get to the super bowl will the nfc champion be battle tested or battle weary you know will they just be worn out from trying to to get to the super bowl uh or will they be uh you know or will they be all the better for it having to run through that gauntlet when you know pittsburgh and new england can basically just walk into the into the into the super bowl this year so we'll have to wait and see on that but as far as the bears are concerned this is the spot we want to be in next year we want to be one of those you know teams that that's getting into the playoffs and you might want to watch out for these guys they're solid on defense their second year quarterback has made great strides they've added some pieces and now they're dangerous and blah 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 you know hopefully that's what we're talking about a year from now is that instead of the you know the week 17 review episode being one of the final of the year it's just the beginning because we're heading to the playoffs this week and uh the first time since 2010 larry d gets to do a postseason show about a game the bears are playing beyond week 17 that would be awesome because this is the 11th year of me doing the chicago bears review it's by far been my favorite year with the guests that we've had on the show and and all the rest of that but (laughs) One of those years I can't wait for it to be over just because watching the Bears play for the most part all season has been a painful endeavor. So uh, I look forward to 2018 and hopefully it can be a Philadelphia or a Los Angeles type of year where we win a lot more than we lose. We play a lot better than, you know, we have more good days than bad or more good plays than bad. And, uh, you know, we have a lot more positivity to shuffle around uh, next season. So um, here's to that. Uh, happening So anyway, that will do it uh, for the uh, review portion of the uh, show. What do you say we go ahead and wrap this bad boy up with the uh, final bear up and bear down of 2017. Bear up and bear down for Week 17 of the 2017 season, and uh, as you can imagine, this won't take long. Um, let's do the bear downs and get them out of the way. I said it famously at the uh, on the on the preview show. If the Bears want a chance in this game on Sunday, the offensive line patchwork though they may be, they need to step up and do their job. Well, they did not. They absolutely didn't. Our, you know, our Pro Bowl level uh, running back had nine carries for nine yards with a long of four Our uh fire plug of a running back in our fourth rounder uh, rookie Tariq Cohen three carries for 13 yards, making him the leading rusher on the team. Uh, our quarterback was only sacked once. I don't know if that is if that was if there was a sack and they're not counting the safety as a sack. If we do, then we're talking about two sacks and we gave up a safety. Uh, and all the rest of that stuff. So the offensive line did not do a good job. Uh, We did have to play without Josh Sitton and Bobby Massey. Both were out uh, for the game with their respective leg injuries, uh, Sitton with an ankle. Uh, Bobby Massey hurt his knee against um, Cleveland last week. And uh, so, I mean, it just – we knew it was going to be tough going, especially against that defense, but they did not not give us any help, that's for sure. Uh, Bear down to Bryce Callahan, the – the two defensive pass interference uh, penalties, not good, and and both of them could have been easily avoided. Uh, all you have to do with both of them were those penalties where he never turns around to look for the ball, never turn around and look for the ball, and he's all over the guy. If he turns around and he's looking for the ball, then he's making a play for the ball. The referees will let that go unless he absolutely mugs the receiver. And in both cases. Uh, he's making contact before the ball gets there he's not turning his head to look back for the football and the second one put the vikings first and goal at the one yard line which made it easy for latavius murray to pound it in uh from there so not a good way to cap off the year uh bryce callahan now to the bear ups uh bear up to trubisky a mistake free game against the best defense in football this year um, only 170 yards passing uh wasn't able to get a touchdown to tip the scales in the positive so he finished his seven touchdowns seven interceptions on the year but uh no picks in the minnesota game um and uh you know i guess that's as good as we can hope for against that defense with that offensive line um you know protecting him quote unquote but uh then that's uh, so bear up to trubisky Bear up, Dontrell Inman. Hopefully not as last game as a bear. I'd like to see him come back as a complimentary guy uh, next year. Five catches, 94 yards uh, for Inman on uh, Sunday. Good way to cap off the uh, cap off the season. Uh, bear up to Adrian Amos. The kid was everywhere uh, yesterday. Led the team in tackles with 11. Uh, had some really nice hits uh, out there on Sunday. And then the final bear up goes to Jeff Rogers, our special teams coordinator. <laughs> Knowing that we cannot muster a whole lot of offensive firepower against this defense, uh, he pulls out a doozy, and uh, you know we have the uh, the fake punt return that uh, the Bears successfully employed in 2011 uh, against the Packers, but was called back due to a un- completely unnecessary holding penalty. Um, so that one officially didn't count, but this one did. No flags and just as much confusion from the Vikings as the Bears got from the Packers when uh, Johnny Knox was the one that caught the ball and ran away. I mean, it's such a thing. You know, the thing is you can only do it once in a great while. But when you do, it's probably one of the easiest trick plays to pull off because the guys, the defenders that are coming down to tackle the punt returner, they're not looking up in the air for the ball. So they have no idea which direction the ball is going in especially in all we have to do in order to to sell that is for Tariq Cohen to act like the ball is coming right to him so they've got eyes locked in on Cohen they're bearing down on him and then all of a sudden yeah Bryce Callahan's running untouched not even a fingernail touched that guy 59 yards for the touchdown so a brilliant job from Rogers got a touchdown from him earlier in the season in the Monday night game with the the pass from O'Donnell to Benny Cunningham They put the Bears on the board, so uh, good job from him and uh, all the best because he's probably on his way out uh, as well. So um, that is going to do it for the Bear Ups and Bear Downs. Looking forward to this year in review show. There's going to be a lot to talk about. I mean, most of it's going to be disappointment. Uh, The first half of the year, um, we had a lot of optimism. I mean, we talked about it since the schedule came out the first eight games the bear had were a bitch man toughest schedule in football like number two number three in the league strength of schedule and they lived up to it you know beating pittsburgh that was awesome being able to come away with three and five i thought was going to be something to be excited about because in the second half of the year we had a cincinnati team that wasn't playing well we had the browns in there when the schedule came out the eagles were nothing special to consider we had the 49ers in there two games with the lions who we always play tough so those games could go either way anyhow so we could be picking up a lot of extra wins in the second half of the season and and we did worse in the second half than we did in the first. We were 3-5 and five in the first eight games with the toughest schedule in football. And in the second half, one of the lighter schedules in football, we were 2-6. and six. So go figure that out. I, I don't know. So we'll have Lauren Cox in the show later on this week to talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about potential head coaching candidates. Who does Lauren think the Bears should go after? Who is the guy that I am saying that I want the Bears to to interview and and bring in and hopefully it goes my way this time you know I was pounding the drum for Bruce Arians from the moment Lovey was fired he was the guy that I wanted the Bears to go after we went so far as to interview him and then hired Tressman instead dear God we hired Tressman instead of Arians who actually also um, retired today Bruce Arians stepped away from the Arizona Cardinals so that's a job the Bears have to compete with uh, as well along with uh, Jim Caldwell officially let go as head coach of the Detroit Lions. So we're, we're going to be competing with a division rival for uh, fellow coaching candidates. So it uh, could get interesting out there. So we'll talk to Lauren about all of that. We'll recap the year. Uh, we'll talk about our 2018 opponents, the AFC East, the NFC West. So the 49ers, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals will be uh, on the Bears schedule along with the Patriots, the Jets the uh bills and the dolphins our same place opponents will be fourth place finishers the giants and the buccaneers can't seem to get rid of the buccaneers man and um yeah of course our division opponents we get to see them twice each next year so we'll talk about uh what the schedule could look like uh next season you know can we make it four in a row with the 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 49ers coming into chicago the first week in december can we just make that a yearly tradition see if that's uh possible um and uh looking forward to the new people that we're going to meet uh next year because we haven't had anybody from the afc east on the show since i started doing the interview so next year will be the first year that we have uh people on representing them uh do we make any new friends for some of the old teams that we have uh on the uh on the interv- on the schedule for for next season uh how many of the fangirl network are we going to get on the show uh next year and uh see how well the ladies are represented uh, on the show next season so lots of fun to discuss and what we're going to do in 2018 and uh again uh we'll talk everything free agent targets who the bears should resign who they should let go uh and whatnot with lauren cox and possibly jeff dickerson um later on this week so be sure to come in Thursday or Friday. Keep sure that uh, make sure that you're keeping your eye on uh, on Twitter at Shy Bears Review or on the Facebook page. Just search Chicago Bears Review and join the group and uh, find out when the Year in Review show will be out uh, later this week. So, anyway, that's going to do it. Uh, Happy New Year again, everybody. Hope everybody's safe and uh, had a good time. Not nobody's uh, too hungover. We're out there enjoying the bowl games, which are actually the the playoff games are getting ready to start here in a little while. So that should make for an interesting uh, evening. And um, we'll see you later on this week. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. That was the city back in 63 in the this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the
0: Centurion Lounge.